Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I am so happy you decided to join me today. My name is Sandra Pagenta, and I am the host of the podcast. I'm a doctorally prepared nurse practitioner who wants to share stories of nurses and nurse practitioners who are utilizing their degrees and their certifications with a business mindset. After spending from age 18 to 30 pursuing various levels of nursing degrees, I wondered if there was something more I could do with my knowledge away from the bedside and away from the hospital rat race. This question that I was asking of myself, I knew it had to be shared with other nurses and nurse practitioners. So I sought to figure out just what we could do with our education and our certifications away from the bedside. Come listen as I have conversations to help you grow your career with a freedom and an endless options mindset. Thanks for hanging out with me on the podcast today, and let's hear a word from my sponsors. I want to take this chance to tell you about another sponsor of the Dr. Nurse Podcast that I'm affiliated with called NP Hub. I love this company because they are motivated to help place students with preceptors when school systems place them in really tough spots to find preceptors. I also love this company because they synergistically help nurse practitioners get paid to precept students. And you know I'm always down for a good side hustle. Let your NP license and your day job help you make an extra $8,000 a year with just precepting students and teaching them how to do what it is that you already do every day. I have a link to sign up in the show notes. Guys, check out their company and be sure to sign up. Dr. Nurse Podcast fam, welcome to another episode of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. And I am so happy to have on the show today, Kiana. Did I say it right? Kiana Jones. Girl, I practiced too. I was at home. I was practicing it. So welcome to the podcast. Guys, you heard a little bit about who she is prior to the podcast. She's a full-time entrepreneur. She went live in March of 2021 with her business called Lux Beauty and Wellness Boutique, as well as she's co-host of a podcast called Nurse Boss Shift Podcast. And she also has a coaching business called Lux Beauty Academy, where she teaches people how to do how she do. And so we absolutely <laughs> have had a blast while talking. And I've just been so impressed, guys. She is an on and she's a nurse practitioner and she's PhD and she's just all the things. This girl is bringing it. So I am so happy to dive into your journey and for you to just drop nuggets all along this conversation. Welcome. That's the plan. Value, <laughs> value, value. Jam packed. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so I am so excited to talk to you. As again, like I said, I was diving into what you've been doing and how you yeah. started your own business and all those different things. I'm like, this is going to be so incredible and inspiring. So first take us through kind of how you see yourself, what your day-to-day -day looks like. I'd like to just start there. So I, first of all, I just to correct one thing, I started business in 2017. I started oh. out as a permanent makeup boutique. Lux Beauty and Wellness Boutique was just exclusively permanent makeup, teeth whitening, and V-steaming, believe it or not. That's when I started. Oh, okay. Full-time as an entrepreneur until my last, well, okay. So I had been teaching 
for a long time. So as a faculty, I was still adjunct. So I didn't stop being adjunct until July of 2021, but I hadn't done anything bedside since February of 2021 when I stopped doing travel. I had did a travel assignment. So just to give a little context, I consider myself a nurse disruptor. I am the disruptor, y'all. I, and I talk a lot of trash. I use my degrees to connect with my audience. And then when I need to leverage them to connect with the other people, I can do that as well. Yes. <laughs> but I am definitely the nurse disruptor. I use my life story. And I also use my educational background to evoke change and to evoke thought into our profession mm-hmm. and what we are capable and able, able to do. That's my, that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's everything, even though I am in aesthetics and beauty and all that, but for me, it's bigger than that. It really is about impact and value and being the voice, being the person that people need to see to say, wow, if she did it, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what your current business that you are operating right now uh, <laughs> offers. So the aesthetic part, kind of what yeah. are services that your business offers? Yes. So the, my boutique is, which is a med spa, it's called Lux Beauty and Wellness Boutique. And I offer aesthetic treatments, Botox, fillers, PDO threading, clerotherapy. I still do offer non-medical treatments like teeth whitening, V-steaming, and permanent makeup. So that's where I started. So those are pretty much the treatments that I offer. Going into 2023, I'll be doing wellness. A lot of, I do eye hydration too. I do, I'll do be doing a lot of like pellet therapy for women who are over the age of 40, which I am. So it's it's a personal experience for me. So I'll get, I'll be branching more into the wellness come, come 2023. My business as from the service side, as well as the coaching side is really everything that I am. And it's what I offer. So like, as I'm growing and becoming, you know, having these different challenges that come with aging, I'm offering it to my clients, you know, weight loss, you know, things like that. So um, the same is true for my service based business, as well as my coaching business. It's just everything I am. I don't do anything that I'm not willing to do myself and I don't offer anything in my business that I'm not willing to do myself. Interesting. So, okay. So you do. So do you operate and run the business by yourself or do you have nurse practitioners up underneath you? Do you have RNs underneath you? Tell me a little bit about your business structure. And and medically, it's just my medical director and myself. So I'm the only nurse practitioner there, licensed nurse. And then I have my body contouring specialist, my guest relations. And so it's just medically. Everything else anyone else can do, but I do all the medical stuff. It was important for me to make sure that I know, especially from the medical, it's okay with like teeth whitening and other ones that are not so risky, but anytime it has to do with like a medical treatment or service, you really want to make sure you understand it and um, you don't just hire anyone if you, especially us as nurses, because our licenses are on the line. It's, it's yeah. different if it's someone who is not a healthcare professional, let's say they're in business and then they just want to own a practice. They don't have no, no license to lose. Like we have to be mindful of that because we do have a license to lose, to lose, potentially lose. So for me, it was very important that I really have been able to kind of dive deep in my treatments and really understand them, safety, you know, and that's also important because I coach nurses to do the same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. And how many, what's your day-to-day look like? Are you working 40 hour weeks? Like, again, you've got so much going on. How are you kind of balancing and managing everything you've got? Heck no, I do not. Them days is over with. Okay. I spend time (laughs) with my family. No, I take clients twice a week. 
in my space, in my spa. Other times, like say, say for example, Sundays and Mondays, peer space, people come and rent out the space to do their photo shoots. You got to get creative. Like I learned that after COVID. Okay. I was like, I'm yeah. never going to get caught with my pants down again. Definitely yeah. mobile streams of revenue and way to get money, which does not just require me. So about two days a week. For example, right now, at the time of this recording, it's November. I'm done until next year. Like my clients who are getting on my calendar are in January and February. I'm not taking any more clients. I take December off. So I don't work 40 hours a week. Never will I do that again, unless it's just something happening during that moment and it's seasonal. Sure. But like sure. to just be like committed to 40 hours. No, I do read a lot and I study a lot, but it's it's not work for me. So... But as far as wow. like committing to 40 hours, even at my own med spot, I will not do that again in my life. Same. So you may not, I mean, you may not want to answer this, but you know, I think you told me I'm completely an open book, Sandra, just yeah. go. But I want to know, is your salary at whatever hours you're working right now, is that something that's been able to sustain your lifestyle? Because that's the thing I'd be I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to work this in order to make this yeah. money, right? That's what you get yeah. trained in the hospital. The hospital mm -hmm. trains you. You want that one, you want that 125, you want that 150, you better put your 40 hours in. So is that something that you're saying? Or are you saying, no, 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 no. I make that and I don't work that. So in my aesthetic practice alone, working two days a week, I far surpass my salary <laughs> as an employee. And that's only my two days a week. That doesn't include my coaching. When you add that, it's a lot. <laughs> I've just, I mean, because here, okay, let me just give you, let me just give you some perspective. Cause like I said, I'm an open book and anybody yes. I can help, I want to. So I'm just, and this is something I actually talk about in my webinar. So people can yeah. watch it too, but I give the business model for someone who is a solopreneur, who is a, a nurse or a nurse practitioner, who has just a room that they're renting, a medical office room, who takes two clients a week. You can bring in $10,000 a week, only two clients, okay? I'm sorry, two clients a day for four, for four clients. So it's four clients, you can bring in 10,000 a week. And honestly, it's not even any type of crazy treatment. It's just like Botox and basic fillers. You can bring that, bring in 163K, easy, easy. Now, a couple <laughs> I'm in California, in LA. That's okay. one thing. You got to consider the market, but you can sure. do that where, because now we're not getting paid for just our time. We're getting paid for our skill. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you change skill or value for money, it shifts. And so in my boot camp, that's what I talk to my nurses about. It's like, no, you have to think differently because now it's not a per hour. Like you can inject someone, you know, Botox and filler. That'll take you an hour of your life. So yeah. should you get paid for an hour? No, because you're providing a highly skilled treatment. You should be paid for the treatment per the value, right? So that's past my salary. The coaching does really, really well as well. So Wow. So you've got people signing up tell me how to do what you're doing, Dr. Jones. I mean, that's pretty much what you've got going on. Pretty that much, is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So I want to kind of go, take me back to the start of how you started your business. Cause I'm getting a lot of nurses that are like, okay, I want to do something for myself. I want to get started small. How did you kind of walk me through your journey to how you opened it up? How did you get started in the side hustle game? Because I know you've been an academic professor. You've got this understanding of the academic part with the PhD. You've mm -hmm. also worked at the bedside. You told me just before, you know, you did a per diem shift, locums, or you think you said, I think you said travel nursing assignment. And so yeah, you've I been working bedside. 
And mm-hmm. so tell me about how you've kind of done this gradual shift to entrepreneurism. You know, okay. So this is a great question, by the way. A couple things. I have, I chose nursing because I loved the fact that I would not be stuck. Like I knew my person. I knew that I get bored easily, right? So I wanted the option to be able to do different things. But when I went to nursing school, everybody told me I needed to go to the bedside. I knew I didn't want to go to the bedside, but I did it anyway. And I tried to be a little defiant by going to critical care instead of going to med surge, right? I still was miserable. Okay. But I was working for an organization, a governmental organization, the largest one in the United States Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the bedside. And I was miserable. (laughs) And so after three weeks, I, I mean, three years, I resigned with no plan. That was my first introduction to the power of belief, investing the life you want and really, really trusting in your higher power minds is God. So I'm a faith, I'm a believer. So God trusting in him that he was going to take care of me. And so that was my first introduction, believe it or not to entrepreneurship, because at that time when I left, I was like, all right, first of all, it's about to get real. It's about to get real. (laughs) And I I was making, this was back in, you know, in 2000, let's see, that was 2008 or graduate. So it was 2011. So I was making really good money back then. I was almost at six figures, mind you, I'm in LA. So I was almost at six figures just doing my regular shifts and this, you know, organization paid really well. So I started just dibble and dabbling. Like it was adjunct at a university and this was before I became a full-time faculty. So I was just adjunct doing clinicals. Then I do like registry here and there, you know, I just was flirting. I did actually, I worked for a drip company that was way back then, IV hydration, just to see what it was about. Yeah. I did home health, I figured out that only paid me about $10 an hour because I didn't know how to do the ACEs, which is the charting. So like I flirted with so many different things and I gave myself permission to like check off my list. Like, okay, yep, nope, that didn't work, that didn't work, that didn't work, you know? And on the journey, I ended up applying and got on full-time as faculty. And I was like, whoa, we only have to work 19 hours and we're considered full-time? Yeah, hours full time. I was like, oh my gosh. So from there, I started like, you know, working. I worked at UCLA per diem, just four days a month. So I kept that. And that was, that's an, that's an amazing organization. I worked them for, I think, eight years just per diem. And so at that time, I started investing in myself. I became house soup. I did that part time also. House soup? What is that? House nursing supervisor. Oh, and okay. Yeah, I okay. Did that for five years, loved it. But it came to a point where I wasn't being challenged anymore. It was like kind of like the easy job, you know, because I could just go there and it wasn't much to do until something, when stuff went crazy, of course there was plenty, but like when it's downtime. So I just decided it was time. I felt like I was a micro entrepreneur already because I was juggling like full-time over here, part-time over here, per diem (laughs) here, you know, but it was like, even those still had a ceiling because I falsely put in my mind that, you know, because I could schedule my two days for the part-time and I, you know, had only my classes on this day and I could schedule myself at UCLA that, you know, I had control. I didn't because if anything mm-hmm. happened or if one of my kids were sick and I needed to call out, I was already on the schedule, you know? So I started to realize it was, it was a pseudo sense of security, like that I was mm-hmm. really lying to myself. And so that led to me 
investing in myself, personal development. You know, I'm a firm believer in it. I still do it after all these years. And that led me into starting my permanent bank of business. Now, I noticed you said people were saying like, okay, it's time and I want to start small. I didn't start small and I didn't have anyone to tell me otherwise, but that's what I teach. So the people who come to me, they have to be willing to start small. I almost lost everything trying to go too big because I had no one to tell me otherwise. So for me, I teach start small, do it on the side, scale and grow, go per diem, then eventually transition away when your side business starts making enough money to sustain you. That's my approach. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could go back, you would tell yourself like, okay, okay, hold on. Like keep a, keep a per diem going while you got this going. Just don't completely. So I not just, cause I didn't pull away until it was time, but I have told myself, don't get a 2000 square foot location and have a huge (laughs) overhead. It's not necessary. That's what I would have told myself. And so I believe stayed working longer than I would have if I had just a small suite, you know, Um, and then gradually scale because there is a learning curve in entrepreneurship, just period. So as much as we think we know, and we could pay and pay and invest in all these different, you know, coaches and business mentors and business strategists until you're in it, you really don't know. And so you can learn and prepare for the common pitfalls and mistakes and you can do that, which is good. But it's not until you're in it and you're like, oh my gosh. So you have to deal with that yeah. and then you'll be ready. So that's Yeah, because I mean, it's true. Even whenever you're working as a new nurse on the floor, you have to, like, even though like they, you have a preceptor that's there with you, like, it's not to that day that you are like, you know, I love that show, Naked and Afraid. Like, yeah. you are on your own, naked yeah. and afraid that you like, wait, it's, it's all on me. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's real. So I think that's a perfect way to describe exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Like, yep. so you naked and afraid, you don't know. <laughs> Even in my coaching, all I am doing, because the content is there. Like, I have the course, all that is there. But pretty much what I'm doing is preparing them for those that time mentally. Like, what are you going to do when, you know? That's the best pre- preparation. It's like, like if you want to relate it to nursing, it's great when all your patients are fine, but what about when everybody's cracked? Yeah. That's when the you-know-what hits the fan, and you really can tell if you're prepared or not. So what about when you don't have the money to pay your lease? Or what about when clients just start canceling or something happens, COVID shuts you down? I need you to be ready for that. You can always be ready for the good times. (laughs) That doesn't take much preparation, you know? So, yeah. That is so good. So one of the things I was wondering about as you were talking, and it just kind of came to my mind was, okay, so when you've done all these different jobs, how did you figure out to how, how did you figure out aesthetics? Because you've done so many different things that were actually quite separate from aesthetics. So how did you end up choosing, how did that become your niche? How did you end up choosing that? Okay. First thing I want your listeners to know is it all starts with you. And the reason you either don't know what you're supposed to do or haven't taken the step you need to take is because you need more work on you. That's just the flat out answer to that. Now, once I started doing the personal work, that's when everything started to be revealed to me. And I will tell you an example. And I always tell this example too, as well. When I, I knew that I was not very approachable and I was not one to like talk to people I didn't know. Like I was very guarded just before my upbringing and things I had been through in my life. And so it wasn't until I started realizing like, if you don't step out of your comfort zone, 
and you don't start getting in rooms and getting to know people, you're going to stay in this exact situation you're in. And it wasn't a bad situation. I worked, I was making over six figures, but it wasn't, I wasn't happy with it. And I knew the change had to be within. So that's when I got my first life coach. And I started to step out and just ask people questions and just talk to people. And that kind of, honestly, it led me to my first business, which was per the permanent makeup business. A lady I was working at, working out with at the, I really don't talk to people at all. And I, I was in my process of working on myself. And so she mentioned that she was in business. And I asked her like, oh, I waited a whole hour to ask this lady. I had been thinking about the whole hour because I was so, like I said, I, it was outside of my comfort zone. So finally, at the end of our workout, it was a class, a weightlifting class. And I asked her, I was like, you, you said you're in business. What's your business? And she just took me under her ring. She's like, you should do permanent makeup. And I had never heard of it. I started researching it. And she had an actual a space, which was the 2000 square foot location. She's like, you can rent this. Don't worry about, you know, the fact that you haven't been in business. You're a nurse. I'm willing to help you. And the rest was history. Now I have my permanent makeup business. Things were going great. Uh, one of the doctors at the hospital I was working at is how soup. He's like, you know what? I love your work ethic. You're always positive. This is, this is again, working on myself. You're always positive. Like, I love the things that you're doing. Like when you're here, it's great. I see you're in business. How can I invest with you? He invested in the business. He became my medical director and the rest was history. And it all started with me working on me. And that's what I want your listeners to take away from that message. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So by meeting this one lady, she kind of showed you the ropes of how to mm -hmm. do the, the permanent makeup. And then yeah. as you're just like. Yeah, she was not even, she was a retailer for clothes. She just had the location, but she was like, you know what? You should, I heard of this, go look it up. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like I, I liked doing brows. I don't wear makeup, but I always liked brows. And so it was kind of perfect for me. And I, after she told me, I looked it up, I was doing my research and then I just found somebody who tr would train me and I paid for training. And the rest, I just, I just started everything that I had in me that I knew was blocking me. I started to unload and oh, do the opposite and really step into my power. And that is how I got to aesthetics. It wasn't ever the plan. I just, my prayer has started to become just God show me. I don't even know what that looks like, but in the process I was working on me and I knew that the path would be revealed because I was working on me. I was the problem. Oh, so I just did an episode with Tiff Gibson and she talked oh, a yeah. lot about emotional intelligence and working yeah. through your issues and that entrepreneurship is not going to fix your life. Like it's just not yeah. because wherever yeah. you go, there you are. My dad always says that. And he's always taught me that like Sandra, your problems are going to follow you. Like you can change settings, but it's always, there's always you as the common denominator. Right. And so I love what you're saying. How did you start that work? Because again, I feel like now we have, I've had two episodes, two entrepreneurs say the exact same thing of like, wherever you go, there you are. So you need to really figure out what's holding you back. I guess my first question is, why do you think what was some of the beliefs that you had inside of you that were holding you back and that you had to just go like, this is a lie. Like I'm deconstructing this lie and I'm going to live in truth. What was mm -hmm. one of them? I'm just curious to hear if you don't mind sharing. And, don't, then, and then how did you do that work? Yeah. No new friends was a big one for me. No what? And it, no new friends. Oh, no, <laughs> no new, new friends. friends. I thought you no. said nude at first. I was like, yeah, I don't think I want new <laughs> friends either. <laughs> 
new friends was my, I did not, my circle was very tight. I had my same friends from high school. We didn't let people in. If a new girl came, we did not like her automatically just because she was new, you know. And what happened was, and I, I started to unpack this mm, probably about eight to 10 years ago when I knew this wasn't it. Like I had reached the point where the people, I'm from the inner city of LA, so I'm from South Central. And I had reached a point where people who I had grown up with in my family, they thought I was living the life, but yet I was miserable. I was miserable because I didn't feel like I, I was bringing in money that people would think was good, but I, I didn't feel like I was living to the fullest of my potential as far as like what I had inside of me, right? I wasn't able to really get that out as an employee. Limited, right? The things I post, some of it, I wouldn't have been able to post if anybody had paid me hourly right? I would have been limited. Now I can say whatever I want. You don't like it too bad. Nobody owns me, right? So in that process, I started to get really resentful. And I was like, you know, I got to do something about this. And I knew that was one of the problems I had. I knew it because I started to, in the process of me realizing that I had to change, I started to listen to YouTube channels, like a lot. I stopped listening to the radio. I only listened to YouTube and podcasts and all of them was motivational empowerment. S. Brown, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher. Like I just kept listening. That's all I heard. And so over probably a process of maybe six months, there were common themes I could extrapolate. Your circle. Is your circle a circle or a cage? Okay. And I started to realize that I wanted so much more. And I would talk to my friends about like, you, I could see their value. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, you're so good at this. You should do this. Or you're so good at that. Or like, let's go on a retreat. Let's go on a, you know, conference that nobody wanted to do. And so I started to feel suffocated. Like I, first of all, like I was trying to force them to do something they didn't want to do. Not everybody wants to do what you want to do. Right. And I had to be okay with that. And I remember the day was probably about six years ago after, you know, my journey began and I had already had my therapist and I had already had a life coach. I sat next to my husband and I told him one night, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to get some new people around in my circle. He's like, what does that mean? I was like, I'm going to have to step outside. Like I, I can't force them and they don't want to, they shouldn't have, like if they're happy with their life, they should be, you know? And so it was the very first time I was in a, a Facebook group and then a young lady, I had po posted, oh my God, I thought that was the world. Like I literally posted on this Facebook group and I thought I had done the world. I was like, oh my God, I actually put up a post on this Facebook group. And so one person responded and she sent me a DM. Hey guys, <laughs> and thanks for listening to another episode of the Dr. Nurse Podcast Unscripted. I would like to take this time to let you guys know about the Dr. Nurse Podcast website. On this website, I have free resources for nurses that are looking to up their career, maybe start a side hustle. I also have my Etsy shop where I've created really cute digital downloads for nurse practitioners in regards to life, pregnancy, planning, as well as portraits. Guys, check out my resources at thedoctornursepodcast.com. And uh, let's get back to the episode. She's like, are you in LA? I'm like, yeah. She's like, let's link up for lunch. And I was like, what? You yes. want to meet up? And I'm like, I told my husband, I wonder if she gay. And then he's like, <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. Do girls do this? Like just, and she was the <laughs> sweetest the best breath of fresh air and you know it just transformed my whole outlook i don't know why i thought the way i thought but it was what i thought and she changed all of that in one lunch and after that 
I was just open to meeting people and it has transformed my life. Like I have, you know, my, I don't know if you know this, but I have the nurse boss mob, which is community of, of over a hundred nurses who are aspiring or current entrepreneur. I love it. Okay. My inner circle nurses, like I entrepreneurs, like, yeah, that was my <laughs> biggest. And just imagine that one idea was holding me back from all of this. Yes. You know, I told my husband this similar situation because again, with my job going part-time and all the different things, because I began to feel that same feeling of like, why am I being limited? I totally feel like there's so much more I could do. And I started the podcast and I looked at it a couple of days ago and I was like, I would have never met these people that yeah. I'm talking to and the things that I did, if I didn't just go to heck with it all, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start this up. I don't know who's gonna come. I don't know who's gonna listen, but I'm just gonna do this thing. And I have met the most incredible people because again, I'm talking to strangers every day. Like this is what I do, my podcast. I've never met these people. And so it's just incredible that like, once you get outside of these self-limiting beliefs that you have, these things that you're holding yourself back from, that you will step into something and you're like, why was I so afraid? What was I so afraid of? This is incredible. And again, it's vulnerable. You set yourself open to like seeing things that may or may not be positive. Like I've had guests that I was like, that was not a positive interaction. But at the same time, there's been so much positive that it's just like, oh man, just go for it. So I love that. That is such great advice. Um, and so one of the things that I was, again, wondering as you were speaking as well is, you know, there's this moment where, excuse me, where you went from side hustle. Well, I guess you told me you kind of jumped all in. You didn't really do the side hustle thing. You just completely no, jumped in for three years, right? I was working as part-time house soup two days a week. I was working as faculty full-time. I also was working four days a month at UCLA and I was driving to San Diego on Thursdays for my PhD. So I was doing oh. it on the side. <laughs> yes. And then you were doing your, your, your makeup business on the side Permanent makeup mm -hmm. on the side. I just had the, a big location, but I was doing uh, it on the side. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then at what point did you know financial mentally, it was time to let go in March of 2021 when you were like, let's go, I'm letting it all go. I'm a hundred percent entrepreneur. How did you, how did you get That's to that cool. spot? So in March of 2020 was when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the state of California. California is the very first state to close down. Yeah. And so elective treatments, nobody cared. So yeah. I had to close my doors. And from March, well, the end of March it was, from March to August, it was like sort of they gave us a little room in August, but I was closed for the most part. A couple things happened during that time. I realized that my stay with, now, mind you, I was still doing adjunct, by the way, that okay. I had already transitioned to adjunct. So I was starting my segue to transition as a full-time entrepreneur before COVID happened. So I had already relinquished. I was lead faculty. I gave that up. I was just doing adjunct. So I was able to still do my adjunct, even when doors were closed. In about August, I said, okay, I've been here at my location two years. My lease was about to be up. And I was like, it's time I've outgrown this. And so there was COVID at hit, you know, just things getting into perspective. I had started, I had wrote my ebook already. So people were purchasing my ebook. It was great. And so then I was like, okay, I, it's time for me to transition now in that process. What was the second one that hit the second variant hit? Oh yeah. Oh my, Delta. <laughs> Delta hit. Yeah. 
October, November, bam, I was closed again. And I had just signed a five-year lease for my new location, which was nicer, larger, very close to my house. And so I was like, well, I'm going to, I had never traveled before, but there was an opportunity to pick up a travel assignment in December. So I did that for eight weeks, but it was in that moment where I realized I'm done. This is it. Like, I'm not going back to the bedside at all. After my travel assignment, I'm about to be, give it everything. It was the experience that I experienced too much too much death, too much. Out, out of my 15 years, I had, like I said, on one of my reels, like I had more people die on me in eight weeks than 14 years. And I still have PTSD from, from, from COVID. It. Yeah. And I still have PTSD from it. And it was, you know, being there with those nurses. Cause prior mm-hmm. to that assignment, I hadn't worked since July as a, on the oh, bedside goodness. at all. Mm-hmm. And so when I went back, I felt like I was in a war zone. I did not recognize, although I was in a different hospital because I was a travel assignment, but it was like, I didn't recognize it anymore. The nurses just were so tired. And, you know, I was like, okay, God, this is why you brought me here. So we could go ahead and put the nail in the coffin. So I did my eight weeks and I have never been back since. So that was, it was kind of, it was already happening. Like I was transitioning, but it was in that moment I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Your mind was like, we're done. I'm done with all of it though. Like I gave up. That's when I resigned from faculty officially. Like I was still doing adjunct initially. So still kind of with one little pinky toe in. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with it all. Wow. And so since that moment, what have you noticed has changed inside of you? My life has changed. I I always, you know, I I was a teenage mom. So my daughter is 25. And so my oldest, my my, my oldest is 25. My youngest is five. She'll be six. And so, and then I have a 15 year old. They're all 10 years apart. They're a long story. But the point of the matter, (laughs) they just being home, being able to take my kids to school. I was not able to do that you know, and just being able to set my own time. And that gives me more time to think, giving me more time to study, to read, to be better for my clients, you know? So it's been great. And my me has triple, almost quadruple this, this year. Last year, it was already really good, but it's almost quadrupled this year. So between the coaching and the aesthetics practice, and it really gave me, I realized that, you know, even though I was becoming an entrepreneur and I started to really realize that I no longer wanted to I also started to realize through the coaching aspect of my business that I didn't want to have to be there to make money. I want to be able to make money wherever I am. I don't care if I'm on the other side of the world. I don't care if we're in Iceland. I don't care where we are. I want to be able to bring in money and I want it to be the same amount or more. So I spent a lot of time establishing myself as an expert in the industry and an authority. And that has helped dramatically. And it's actually doing what I love, which is like reading, studying, you know, just thinking things through. I get paid to do that. Talking. I get paid to do that. I used to get teased because I talk so much. (laughs) So when you say you're reading and learning, you're doing, you're reading and learning about how to be a better business owner, how to be a better aesthetic provider, how to get, do different skills, taking training, investing in yourself so that you can pull yourself ahead of the pack and say, I have a level of expertise. It's not Mm -hmm. just my degrees that I am, I am qualified. I'm Mm -hmm. also highly competent and highly Mm -hmm. specialized in these areas. And I, I will show that in, in the care that you get from me. So people yes. are willing to pay for that, right? People are willing to pay more for that. Yes. And so 
and this is not to be hobby or anything, but you know, there are a lot of coaches out here, right? Some of them, I am able to fuse the two. Like I have a solid educational background, right? From highly accredited institutions. And then I also have street credit on the social media street. And I feel like that makes me more marketable. <laughs> and then I read. So like any book you tell me, I've, I've read it already. I've studied it. I've dissected it. So I am able to fuse those together, which is a unusual creature, right? Because either you're this or you're that in most cases. But to be both, you know, it just changes who, you know. So, so I can cool. relate to so many people that other people can't relate to, you know, and that goes on either level. Yeah. And now yeah. that you've taken down the walls of no new friends, now you can step into those relationships and share oh who you God. are yes. with, with a level of vulnerability and freedom yeah. that you were not doing before. So it's almost yes. like you're allowing the world to enjoy yes. who you are. Oh, yes. My authentic self. Which Your is authentic very, self. Yes. Which is a very, very good point because... You know, actually being in corporate, I started to really sink into a depression because I had started to kind of lose sight of who I was. In my mind, I thought I was going to go up the corporate ladder and end up at CNO and like I was going to play their game until I got in there. Then I was going to let other people in. That was my plan. But I got played because in the process of playing their game, I played myself because I started to lose my identity in that process. And so through therapy. And, you know, through just life, I can reflect back on that and like, wow, like, you know, now I'm in a place where I make so much more. I'm not dedicated to anybody's clock, but my own. And I'm me. Like what you see is what you get. The imperfect me, the, you know, girl from the hood me. If I need to pull out my credentials, I can me, but I don't really do that anyway, because that doesn't define me. You yeah. know, it, it's, yeah. yeah, you're right though. I love that. And I love that you are able to be, again, because one of the things I always talk about on my podcast is just realizing you're the only you. You're the only Dr. Jones that's mm -hmm. just like you. And yep. so I really want more nurses to embrace the fact that like you were made for something special. There's something you, only you can do that no yeah. one else can. And to live your yeah. whole life, never stepping and moving into that purpose man, you don't want to live your life with regret. So just yeah. try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least mm -hmm. you don't look back and go, dang it, I wish I would have given that a shot. It's too late. Yeah. It's never too late, but start today. Plant the seeds today. That's what I always and say. I, I love that you say that because one thing I, I say to my clients all the time is like, once you realize you're the secret sauce, you're not worried about nothing else. A lot of times I'll get clients, but what if somebody steal my idea? Nobody can, they can steal the concept of your idea, but you come along with that idea. And so yeah. you're the secret sauce. And so once you free yourself of all that and focus on the people who you can help and certain, you're, you're going to be unstoppable because yeah, you are that's so good. That's so good. So I wanted to ask you this question and I know I got, I'm completely throwing all these at you, but I really think you're no, going to be able to knock this out. I, <laughs> I want to know what aspect of business, because we learned so many skills in nursing and I think a lot of them are translatable, you know, like mm -hmm. delegation, implementation, interventions, mm -hmm. we'll assess and monitor. I mean, that's a business, right? All you do is assess and monitor. That's not working. You got to switch it up. Like we do all that, right? We learn all that stuff in nursing school. So like what, 
would you like again explain that like what do you find that has been a nursing skill that has helped translate the the business world to you that you've been like man this has been really really helpful and then one thing and this will be kind of my my you know my little caveat that has been difficult and challenging you to for you to master that you really had to work hard on so one thing that your nursing skills have really helped you with and one thing you're like I had no idea. I just had to just go to the Better Biz Bureau, get someone to help me. Like, what is that kind of that dichotomy in your business in business journey? Okay, I'll give you two just because I'm in aesthetics. And okay. so one can apply no matter if you are starting a t-shirt business or if you're starting a static business, which is AdPi. It's true. Assess, diagnose, you're planning, you're implementing, you're evaluating. This is what you do in your business. Okay, here's a problem assess right what is the problem diagnose what am i gonna do about the problem plan okay <laughs> then do the thing evaluate did it work yes no go back that's it and that's in every it. business it doesn't have to be aesthetics it could be like i said t-shirt business home health business whatever you have problems every single day whether they're smaller or larger and you can literally use that at pie now the second thing is your skills so we as nurses have, especially if we've worked at the bedside, we have impeccable, you know, scientifically based skills that we can leverage in like your our aesthetic practice now. And it also prepares us for like that customer service aspect because we want to make sure we treat our patients. Yes, it's a cash paying business and yes, it's elective and yes, most people are healthy and all that, but you still got to treat them well, right? So all of that helps so much in business, okay, that you're taking over. The challenge comes in, which is the next part of your question is having the confidence enough to believe that we are capable of doing it. We mm. don't have the ability to go to that seasoned nurse and say, hey, what would you do? This patient such and such, what would you do about that? Like, what do you think? You know, and then you guys come up together and kind of talk about it and then be like, all right, yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. You know how you, you know, and then you may have be able to ask a couple of nurses, like, you know, because it's never really black and white. As much as they try to make it standardized, we know nursing is not black and white. This patient is doing fine with a 98 over 60 and the next patient 98 over 60 is can't barely stand up. You know what I'm saying? And it's dizzy. So it just depends. And so you don't have that. So you do have to have a level of confidence as an entrepreneur because you have to make the decisions. Now, the beauty in it is that I'm not in the hospital. My patients are healthy. And so nobody's going to die on me unless they have an allergic reaction, which I have still yet to see the research that anyone has died from an allergic reaction, but it's still a possibility, right? We just never sure, know. Sure. But at the same time, you, so because generally speaking, your clients are generally healthy and you have an ability to say, no, I don't want to take this patient. I don't feel comfortable with taking you. You look horrible. Go to the doctor. I'm not finna I give you any IV hydration. Go to your <laughs> primary medical doctor, you know? So you yeah. have the ability to do that. It's just really being able to have the confidence, right? That I think comes with experience that you know what you're doing. And then in the times that you don't, having a connection or a resource or someone who you can, you know, contact. Like I have a network of aesthetic nurses that I can call like, Hey, what do you think about this? Like this client, such and such, you know, so being able to establish that network as well to help you in those times where you're like unsure if you should treat them with this or, you know, whatever. So yeah, but that is really good. 
Yeah, I think that's going to I think that's going to be very helpful for sure. And okay, I always like to ask this question and I always ask people that if you could go back to Dr. Jones before she was Dr. Jones, she's a single mom. I think she said you're a teenage mom. Are you single? I don't know if you're single or not. Teenage mom. Single teenage mom. Single teenage mom. And you're like struggling. You're getting, you're getting going. You're going to school. You're starting to kind of figure this out. And I know you have a bachelor's degree in public health. And so you've, you've just been like working and you can go back to tell her something that you would tell her, don't you dare, don't you dare forget this. This is your lifeline. You hold on to this girl. You ride that wave all the way through. What would you tell her? Start. Don't wait and try to appease everyone else. Not my mom, not my nobody, not my grandmother, not my friends. If it's something that you are called to do, most likely, you know, and depending on your belief, it's a higher power that's calling you to do that. Do it. You can learn as you go. I promise you, you can learn as you go. And so I wish that I would not, because see, in the process of me, like working all those jobs and it was just me teeter tottering. Like, you know, I knew I should have been an entrepreneur a long time ago. I was afraid and I had to unpack all of the money don't grow on trees, like all of these limiting beliefs that was given to me. Thank you, mom and dad. You need benefits and the only way you can get them is working for someone, which is not true. You know, so all of those things I had to unpack and I wish I just would have had enough faith to know that I could figure it out. That's the word that kept, Mm -hmm. that's the word that I was going to throw in. If you didn't throw it in is the faith part, right? Because it's so interesting. It's faith is the, is the, the, is the, what is the evidence or believing what you cannot see? Right. Mm-hmm. So like, even though you can't see it, I'm butchering that scripture. So God forgive yes. me, but like, oh, it's, the, it's, the faith, it's the belief way. Oh God. I, now I can't say it. And things the unseen, the, the unseen. The yes. The yes. Unseen. And so, yes, it's the, it's we the belief. It's good thing he's got good. Praise the Lord for grace. But you, you get, you get the point, right? It's, it's the, it's the trusting in the things that you can't see. The evidence yeah, the of things that you cannot see. That's faith. The exactly. That's faith. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of people say that they have faith. And then when it, when it comes to being tested, you're like, yeah, I got faith, but like, I'll make sure I'm gonna keep this little party thing over here. Cause I don't really know if I could, you know, you, you say these things, right. And so that has been something that has been relunging and convicting to me just to even hear you say, because yeah. again, like there's different elements of my life that I'm just like, no, I want to, I want to keep that stuff. Like that stuff is yeah. good to have in my little pocket. So I make sure. And again, that's what we're saying. Don't just completely set yourself free, but at the same yeah. time, take those steps in faith to go, I'm going to let this go. I think I'm ready. I'm ready to go ahead and move it forward. And that moving forward, that faith act, I really do. I think we, I think we look back on those moments and I feel like every single story has been an inspiring journey of like, and I just fell. I just like yeah. trust fault. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't hit the ground. Like I was okay. And so and people have to be, to understand there's a couple things I of tools that I have in, and I call it my toolkit as an entrepreneur. One is if it doesn't scare me, then I'm not doing something right. I should be scared. And I should be scared often when it comes to making decisions that could get me to the next level. That's one thing. The second thing is eat a hundred percent of the time that I have tried things, whether they went the way I wanted to go or the opposite way, I have learned and I have become better as an entrepreneur. 
So I always look forward to that. I don't know if it's going to go the way I want it. Either way, I'm going to be better as an entrepreneur. That's the second thing. And the third thing is I have to be willing to let go of my old self because if I was capable of getting me there, I would be there already. And so a lot of people holding on to their old self and your old self is not going to get you there. Yes, that is so good. Oh my gosh, girl, you got to write that down. You got to like, you got to trademark that. You've got to figure out. What about you is holding you back and to drop that? It's whatever that is. Can't do that no more. It's like you got to yeah. choose. Do you want the person you are now or do you want the goal that you have set for yourself? You can't have both. They don't that exist. so in good. Faith. Okay. Yeah. I found the verse. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Girl, we got, we got to, we got to quote it right here. We got to yes. quote it right here on the Dr. Nurse <laughs> podcast now. So for the, okay, that was actually my last question. So I'm going to do rapid fire and I don't think we could ever end on anything better than scripture. So Hebrews 11, one guys, for those who want to look it up, that is what we are quoting and that is what we hold on to. And again, that is just truth, right? Like I am so about talking about truth because the world yeah. needs more of it. And we, I don't need to give you my opinion, like my opinion. Yeah, it's okay. But like yeah. the Bible is true. And so you can just take it up with the big man. You don't like it. And so again, <laughs> just moving in that faith is something that I want to encourage more nurses to do. And if you don't have our common faith, that's okay. Whatever that is, whatever it is that you it's put okay. your, you know, your heart into, I believe that there are rules that govern this cut, this world. They are set rules. You plant a seed, an orange seed. It takes six months to get an orange little, an orange tree. You, you know, you have a baby. It takes nine months to grow a baby. There are just rules that mm-hmm. the world lives by, that the universe is governed by. So even yeah. if you're like, I don't believe in that. Okay. That's okay. I mean, we love you. We're glad you're here, but I'm going to tell you something. These rules, they exist. So just trust in them. And then again, whatever that looks like as far as you working out your faith, then we're here. We're just glad anchor you're here. To the so. principles if you don't have the faith. You need to anchor to something. Yes, to that's it. Perfectly said. <laughs> anchor to the principles if you don't have the faith. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Well said. Oh, Dr. Jones, just spitting truth. <laughs> Last part of the interview is the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, I want to know this. What was your very first job ever? Um, I seized candy. What and I still you? learn from C's Candies. Yes, I, I worked at C's Candies in high school and I learned customer service that I still use. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. So you're going to give a book to somebody. What book is it? It depends on where they are in their entrepreneur journey. If they're very new, like have not, like just want to do it and the seed is there, but they haven't actually cultivated it yet. Read Rachel Rogers, We Should All Be Millionaires. Oh, I've heard that book. I need to read it. That's, oh. that's, that's the old, that's the like, here's your permission, sis, go get what's yours. That's what that book is about. And so I want to know this because you're an avid reader. Yeah. What's your favorite subject to read? I like to read entrepreneurship right now. And right now I'm at the part where it's marketing and branding. So the books I'm reading right now is Alex Hermosi is like my favorite person right now because he is big on offers and he just has this amazing mind and ability to like unpack like branding and marketing and like what he could have did different. He's very young. He's only in his thirties. So I'm reading his book, hundred million offers, and I'm actually applying it to my offers. And I'm also reading Dan Kennedy is marketing, no BS marketing book, which is really good. Oh my God. I feel like I just want to like hang around you all the time. I just want to know what you're doing. Like, tell me what you're doing. Can I come with you? That's how I feel. You're just so inspiring. 
Thank you so much for sharing everything. Yeah, absolutely. And one last book, like, you know, The Richest Man in Babylon is another amazing one. That book is fantastic. I have read that book. It's life-changing. Yeah, it's life-changing. You guys, I could go on it. Listen, here's the thing. I'm going to tell this to your readers. Another gem I'm about to drop on y'all. Don't use the excuse that you don't have the money because Audible is $14 a month and you can get five credits and you can listen to Audible books. You can purchase books. We have to change the narrative that we don't have the money and start to say and be honest with ourselves and say that it's not a priority. Only you determine what's the priority for you. Yeah. Seriously, when I shifted my priorities, my life and my bank account shifted in a positive, of course. Yes. (laughs) I'm even going to drop a bigger gem. Not even really bigger, cheaper. Libby. The app Libby is a free app from the library. It is the library audiobooks you can rent from the library for free. I will check that before I go and get a book on Audible because I'm like, wait, is it free? And you rent a book, you can have it for seven days. And it's a little stressful because you have to make sure you finish it in seven days. I like Audible because I can kind of like when I'm walking my toddler, I can like play it and, you know, different things like that. But that's even less of an excuse. The book is free on Audible. I mean, I'm sorry, on Libby. So all you need is a library card. You type your library card into the app. It connects you with whatever library is nearest to you and you get their whole inventory. I love it. Yeah. I've never heard of Libby. I like that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, you, know, you can go on YouTube. I started off just listening to YouTube and that's free too. Like, first of all, let's just stop making excuses. Let's start there. Because even $14, most of your followers are nurses. You guys, come on. Come yeah, on. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your knowledge. Thank you so, so much. Let me see. Is it Pagenta? Dr. Pagenta, right? It's Pagenta. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Most people don't get it on the first try. They're like, you know, it's so funny. I was prior, prior to being Pagenta and I couldn't wait to like, cause they're like prior, how you spell that? And I'm like, oh God, I can't wait to marry somebody and like change my, and then I got like a more, even more difficult last Tell my listeners how they can find you. Okay. You can find me. My main source of finding me is on Instagram. That's my jam. I'm Sidepreneur, S-I-D-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R underscore nurse. And you can also find me on YouTube as Sidepreneur underscore R-N. Those are the primary ways to reach me. I do have a website, drkianajones.com as well. Perfect. And I'll put all that in the show notes, guys. You can check her out, link to her, all her her social media sites. And you guys can, again, like I said, see what she's offering, see if that's something you're interested in. And guys, you've seen her mind. You see how she works. You see what she's about. So yeah, sign up if you're like, man, I want to, I want to take the plunge, but I need a little bit of help. So yes. All righty. Thanks for coming on. Bye everybody. (laughs) Anyway, have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. I'm going to hit. Thank you so much for having me. So that's a wrap. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review. If you like the show, I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse podcast is on the World Wide Web, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and TikTok. Subscribe to my newsletter for updates on new podcast episodes and other information 
to help you on your own nursing journey. You can always message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career professions that you are interested in hearing about. And just a friendly reminder, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or professional advice or services.